Hello and welcome to another episode of LFC Reactions. This one, FC Genk versus Liverpool in the Champions League. Yep, the game just finished like two minutes ago. Um, yeah, so it was back to uh, Champions League duty, duties. Uh, last time we won 4-3 um, at home, <laughs> which was a bit nerve-wracking, which it shouldn't have been, but... Playing the weakest opposition in the group, winning had to be a formality to Liverpool. For Liverpool, um, essentially when, essentially when um, we haven't won away from home in the Champions League for two years, yeah, no weird stat, isn't it? I thought, wow, that can't be possible. But he said. Peter Drury in the stats said, yeah, we haven't done it in a long time. I was like, wow. And somehow we're the defending champions of Europe. But anyway, so let's get into it. The lineup. In goal, you had uh, Alisson, left back, Robertson, centre backs, uh, Van Dijk and Lovren. Uh, right back you had James Milner, your midfield three, Cater, Fabinho, Oxley, Chamberlain, and your front three, the deadly front three, Mo Salah, Bobby Firmino, Mohamed Salah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, a lot of changes, but the most notable change that midfield. The midfield Liverpool fans have been crying out for. Keita, Ox, Fabinho. Crazy. For the first time ever, Liverpool fans have been waiting for this day since 2008, August 2018. We've been waiting for this day for one year and three months. And it finally happened. The midfield three everyone has been desiring of. And Klopp decided to have the bottle to go for it today. And did it pay off? Well, let's, we'll see. I'm going to talk about it. So the game starts now. Liverpool have a kickoff. And immediately we are on fire. From kickoff, the ball's passed to Lovren. Um, long ball goes in. Long ball goes in uh, to Naibi, passes it with his back, his back <laughs> to Robertson. Confidence there, immediately. Eight, ten seconds in. I was thinking, yes, Kato's come to a ball today. Let's see how Oxley chamberlain wants to behave. So his first spell on the ball, he's out, he dribbles, he's outside the box. He's outside the box. He takes a shot, drills it, rooted the keeper, bottom corner, 1-0 Liverpool, two minutes in. Crazy. Brilliant to see. Um, will we kick on from there? Uh, kind of, yes and no. So here's where things got a little bit sloppy. So Genk were doing a lot of long balls. Just over the top of our centre-halves. 
because they had six foot seven African African strikers. So it was a lot of physicality being tested against Van Dyke and Lovren. But one long ball finds one um finds one gank player, he finds himself in on goal. Who vacated his space? Lovren, of course. He sucked in, he played a high line for no reason. Gank striker reads it well. Thankfully, James Milner and Robertson close him down. And uh yeah. He doesn't make the most of it, thankfully. And the same thing happens again. This time, Van Dyke does the same thing. And now I'm thinking, boys, why are we doing this high line stuff if gang players are managing to get these long balls in efficiently? And Robertson, he had he, he loved going forward, but defensively he was not there today in the first half. The Asian player, I forgot his name. Samata or whatever. He had he had the better of him a few times. It was it was interesting one v one battles. Uh, yeah, and there was one little controversial moment. Um, oh yeah, he he runs down the channels. He crosses the ball in. The six foot seven defender heads it, and it's a goal, or so we thought. And then the VAR check actually sold, showed that um, it was offside, but uh, by like a millimetre or something crazy like that. Because uh, initially I thought the goal, I thought the goal was disallowed because of how he went to head the ball. When really, how you headed the ball is nothing to do with. It's just about leverage. You can't control where your arms go when you want to head the ball to score a goal. Um, so I thought that was a bit, so I thought if they disallowed that, that's absurd. That's what I initially thought when they went to disallow it, that because it was a foul. And if you saw the replay on this one, it was a legit, I would say it was a legitimate goal. But now I knew, now I know now it was for offside and it makes more sense. Offside is offside, whether it's 10 centimetres or 1 centimetre. Um, yeah, and the first half, um... Bobby Firmino does an amazing flick to Sadio Mane, kind of who is kind of off balance and put under pressure by the defender. Keeper saves it, and Mo Salah had a few disjointed passes. Um, it was a weird first half. I'd say it was a bit unpolished. That's that's the word. Not to say I don't think we would. It was a little bit complacency and a little bit of unpolished. Because this is a midfield three we've never seen before. So, you would quickly see what the weaknesses are. But the strengths were there. Cater, um, half spaces, turn, dribbling, progressive passes. Oxalate chamberlain dribbling, direct. Can shoot out, a midfielder that can shoot outside the box. Crazy. You haven't, like, when was the last time you saw a midfielder? For Liverpool, it was Chamberlain when it was seventeen eighteen before he had the um, unfortunate knee injury, but he he's back of a he's he was back of a bang and he showed that from the two minutes in. So yeah, I'd say the first half wasn't that polished, but it, it wasn't alarm bells. It was just, um, yeah, it was just it was just a bit disjointed because. Our front three were pretty much doing nothing all the first half. 
So then second half starts now and for the first eight minutes it's kind of uh, literally the same as the first. A lot of misplaced passes from Salah, he would under hit passes a lot. Same with Robertson. Um, Lovren was even doing things where he was doing a mad, he was doing a mad tip type role where he was dribbling to try and find space for runners to go on, um, which was a bit weird to watch from him. But uh, then the second goal comes, and oh my god! If if you haven't watched this goal, when you watch it, you'll understand why it'll be the UCL goal of the week. Firmino passes the ball to Oxlade-Chamberlain. Perfect weight of pass. And Oxlade-Chamberlain has the audacity to hit this ball outside of the foot. Outside the box. And the ball curls and loops over the keeper. Hits the crossbar. Bounces over the line. And bounces back up and ripples the net. Unbelievable goal. The fact Cham- Chamberlain had the confidence, the, that, or the bravery to even try such a thing and it came off like that, unbelievable. The individual brilliance there, oh, I rate it. And I think he show, he's showing his 17-18 self, not going to lie. Henderson and Genie might have to be worried. They might have to be worried, not going to lie. It was a brilliant, brilliant goal again. Another goal from outside the box. This is what we've been missing for eight, for two seasons. For two seasons, we've not seen a midfielder take on responsibility and score goals when the front three are disjointed and out of form. Because when the front three disjointed out of form, where do the goals come from? Nowhere. This is facts. Unless you get the rare set piece or Origi comes on and does something. But other than that, if the front three aren't scoring it's, it, it sometimes is panic signs but he scores that and it's 2-0 and then Genk heads kind of drop a bit and then we start to assert authority from there um, Jürgen Klopp decides to make a substitution takes Robertson off um, on comes Gomez Milner moves to left back Gomez plays right back and I think he's resting Robertson for obviously the game on Sunday against Tottenham um. Yeah, from there, and then yeah, confidence started to grow a bit more. Um, Gomez had first five ten minutes. I think he was alright. He covered one ball when they were on a break and ran from left back, right back to left back. Dealt with the ball efficiently. Even took a um stopped a, a little bit shit housery from him. Stopped a quick throw-in from happening by getting in the player's face and took a yellow card for it. I love when players are snide like that. This is Liverpool. This Liverpool team can't be nice anymore. F- fuck the sportsmanship. Sometimes we gotta be a little bit dirty and be a bit and have a bit of gamesmanship to manage these games effectively. Because at two 0 it was only because of Ox's individual brilliance that we were able to. Have this lead because if this if 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 it didn't pull up too well with these like this, you could slightly say we were in trouble. And yeah, Genk were creating a bit of half chances, um, but we were Van Dijk dealt with it well. Um, 
Yeah, and then um, the second substitution happens now. Uh, I think Origi came on. No, sorry, Genie came on first. Genie came on next. Genie came on and Oxlade-Chamberlain came off. So it takes him off, I think, 70 minutes, something like that. Ox was on a hat-trick, by the way. But the fact he took him off, it might mean he could start on Sunday. And yeah, but I didn't mind. We kind of needed Genie to come on because our midfield weren't... Our passes were always direct, which isn't... There's nothing wrong with that. Definitely nothing wrong with that. We just want a bit of efficiency when it's a bit... We wanted things to be a bit more tidier. And Gini Wijnaldum can offer tidiness of efficiency. And so it was a good substitution to make because his bore attention was second to none. And he just looked after our midfield. And and so did Keita. And Keita's game rose from the 70th minute as well as Gini came on. And then um, the final substitution, Origi comes on. And... Who came off? I actually can't remember who came off. It might have been Firmino, yeah. I think it was Firmino. And Origi gets a standing ovation because his dad used to play for Genk and he was an academy player under Genk. So Genk, uh, the Genk fans all applauded him. Liverpool fans love him, obviously. Yeah, and then um, my third goal happens now. Salah finally, finally manages to pass the ball to Mane and not underhit this pass. Mane reads the ball through ball well, dinks it over the keeper, 3-0 game of game done pretty much. Um another Champions League goal for Sadio Mane. A great Salah assist. Um But the party doesn't stop there. Um Salah gets on the ball. He's he's faced against two two um gank defenders. But it's a classic Salah goal where his ball retention is second to none where he turns and then he dips past the second um gank defender, one on one with a keeper, slots it, hits the post, goes in, four 0 Liverpool. And then yeah, it's pretty much finally it's been a while since we've pammed the team. And it, and it was great to see. But did we get the clean sheet? Absolutely not. And who was the cause of that? Dejan fucking Lovren. What does he do? I don't know why. He's, he's shielding the ball. Right? In our half. The ball is nowhere near any goal line. It's nowhere near any, any throwing. He's like doing this on the channel of the pitch. And then one other gang defender just takes the ball off him. And then he falls over. And then our midfield all have to shift to, to try and cover the mistake. And Genk just op- passed the ball to the open spaces because our defenders now had to shift over. And they get a fucking consolation goal from it. And that's, it's ridiculous. I'm fed up of Lovering. This is why Jurgen Klopp tried to get rid of him. Because when even, even when he does something great, he's always capable of fucking up and it's so we can't rely on that anymore it's we've seen this happen for five years and he's still making the same mistakes 
Now don't get now a lot of people are panicking because he started and Gomez didn't start. Do not panic, please. Do not panic. Gomez, I assure you, is not fourth choice centre back. The reason why Lovren started was because Jurgen Klopp likes to put Lovren up against physical type strikers. If it was a pacey type striker, he'd play Gomez because Gomez has infinite amount of pace. So that was the thought, that was the thinking there. And also it's Genk. So he also thought it's okay to take a risk with Lovren. And I'm sure Gomez will get his minutes at the Carabao Cup against Arsenal next week. So don't worry about that. Um, yeah, and that was pretty much the game. So man in the match, I'd easily give it to Oxlade-Chamberlain because without his individual brilliance, I'm not sure what the scoreline would have been today. Even though it was 4-1, but he started, he, he was the one that spiralled this performance by scoring two sensational goals outside the box. It makes it, it was like a, you saw glimpses of a, like, a hybrid Coutinho and Gerrard in Ox today. And I want to see more of that from him. I want to see 17-18 season Ox in our midfield. And he's now made Klopp think about what midfield to go with on Sunday against Spurs. So now Henderson will probably be panicking. And as he should be, because he's out of form right now. I addressed that in the last podcast against United. Um, even Genie might have to worry a little bit because Cater, in spells, he wasn't consistent, but in spells, he was really good with just looking after the ball, tackles, cleaning up uh, when Genie came on and in like little bits of spells in the first half, not consistently throughout. So I'd say, well, but, but Oxalade definitely gets man in the match for me, um, our front three took a while to click, but I can't complain with them if Mane and Salah score and Firmino gets an assist. They all have done their jobs, which is what the front three do. It's why they're the best, it's why they're the best front three in Europe. Um, I'm sad Alisson didn't get his clean sheet. Unfortunately, playing with Lovren is like babysitting a child where if you have to clean up someone else's mess, you have to fig- you'll forget what you have to do. And that's what Lovren pretty much done. But anyways, um, 4-1 win, excellent. On to Spurs on Sunday. They won 5-0 against Red Star Belgrade. So, But I'm not worried too much about their performance yesterday. Everyone was playing put four teams. Whether that win leads Spurs into a full sense of confidence, maybe. But I know their record at Anfield isn't great. Um... Harry Kane always goes into hiding, usually, when he's up against Van Dijk. Um, Yeah, Matip, I'm sure, will be back for Sunday. And Trent, who had a virus, I'm sure he'll be back. So then our fullbacks can be there to provide assists for the front three. And also, I would love to see a midfield, I don't know about you, of Fabinho, Gini Wijnaldum, and Oxlade-Chamberlain. I think Oxlade-Chamberlain deserves to start on Sunday against Tottenham. And because it's Tottenham, he might have the incentive to play even better because Tottenham players will hate him for you for him used to as he used to play for Arsenal. 
And yeah, hopefully, if Henderson's on the bench for Sunday, it's a sign it means Klopp has woken up. He's finally woken up and Henderson now has to work harder to get out of this patchy form he's in. If he wants to be captain in Liverpool and start in games in future, because you can't be captain and automatically deserve a starting place, even though you're out of form, it's about the team that comes first. So yeah. And also, I believe Fabinho is one yellow card away from being suspended. And I know we have a game against uh, Man City, November something. I can't remember what day. Um, Ideally, I would like for him to take a tactical yellow card. Rest in the Carabao Cup can be suspended for that. I don't care. And then you're on a clean slate again. So if he can do that, that would be brilliant. So yeah, that's me concluding this episode of LFC Reactions. Uh, Thank you guys for listening and tuning on Sunday afternoon. Where it's back to Premier League duties. And be sure to like, share and subscribe. I am your host, Kofi. I never really say my name on these podcasts. I probably should. As you probably want to know the voice behind the, the man behind the podcast and yeah keep listening keep supporting keep sharing peace